Imagine for me, if you would, winning a World Series, constructing a bullpen that was absolute nails, and having a pretty good record with getting Justin Verlander re-signed, extending Jordan Alvarez, and then knowing that you're not invited to the meetings. Jim Coy, I mean, Jim Crane at the press conference said he would address the questions coming his way. Then he avoided the questions with non-answers. And James Click is in Vegas answering questions that Jim Crane should be answering himself. You would think at the end of a World Series run like this that the Houston Astros would have their ducks in a row. But we think James Click is on the way to a one-year contract. And what does that mean after that? We're going to talk about this. And the free agent internal search for the Astros starts the 2023 season offseason. Let's go. Hello and welcome to Locked On Astros, your daily Astros podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric the Man Heisman and Brett H-Town Wheelhouse Chansey. We are Locked On Houston Astros and we hope that you join us for a daily Locked On Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. You can find me on Twitter at Eric Talkstros. Find the show at Locked On Astros. Your team every day. Brett, where can I find you at? They can find me at HTM Wheelhouse on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. They can find me at Stroh's411 on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Always positive. Positive. I'm not sure what's going on. Always Stroh's. Alrighty. So, guys, thank you for subscribing to us on YouTube. Thank you for making us your first listen every day. So, go subscribe to us. Go ahead and give us a like while you're at it. And go and make us your first listen on Apple, Odyssey, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Go check us out. And the coolest thing happened uh, you're looking at a TikTok um, superstar over here. Oh, Lord. I, I had a, a, a TikTok go viral today about Trey Mancini and Will Smith. Um, it's going up around 45K right now, but it got us up to the 100,000 mark in TikTok, which means, Brett, we can do some live TikToks now. So nice. uh, we need to get together and do some live TikToks uh, during our offseason, talking Astros baseball, what the Astros need to do. So that's definitely something to look forward to. And uh, looking forward to offseason where we get to talk about what the Astros could do. Oh, man, I'm tired. You know, um, as a kid, I I used to watch a lot of soap operas with my uh, mom and I would fall asleep because they're so boring. And it just seems like this what's going on with this James Click and um, uh, Jim Crane and um, everything that's going on is like this big Astro World super, super um, I can't even talk. I'm so tired. Uh, soap opera. And it's just like, what's going on, guys? And I think we have the answer. But why is James Click? We know it's the GM meetings. But how did he not know that 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 they're introducing Dusty Baker as the manager of the Astros today? How was he? Don't they have something called Zoom where he can maybe like in the background say, oh, hi, it's me. I'm here from GM meetings. How are you doing? I or think like they should have. I think they should have like a human shaped robot where the screen is the head and that zooms in and it's like James clicks head. So it's like a virtual James click in the room. And then to answer questions like the robot head could turn and then he could answer questions. Look, the bottom line is this. There are two different philosophies in the room, Eric. And I don't think that James click and Dusty Baker hate each other. I think they have two different ways that they look at baseball. 
Dusty Baker is your is your 70-something-year-old manager that's seen every aspect of baseball, was literally on deck when Hank Aaron broke the record. I mean, this guy apparently invented the high five. I mean, he's been there, done that, got the T-shirt, right? James Click is your young, Ivy League, smart, analytic baseball metrics guy, has had a great record in Tampa, comes here. The Astros win the World Series. And you, you just have two different philosophies. Um, we saw that with the Wilson Contreras, kind of that stuff coming out. And is that a falling out? No. Are we making much ado about nothing? We might be. But really, it is the news of the day because how does a World Series winning general manager not have a contract while he's doing the duty of a general manager of who is under contract? Every position in Major League Baseball is filled. There's nowhere for him to go. The only way he could go anywhere is he would have to be like a special assistant, Eric, or something like that. But it is something that you wonder, like, what is the reasoning behind it? And I think the reasoning may be kind of what you and I were talking about before the show started, was there's something down the road or someone down the road possibly after this year that Jim Crane may be targeting and securing him for one more year might not be a bad thing. Because look, at the end of that year, if James Click is gone, he's going to go somewhere. And why wouldn't James Click want to go somewhere where he has to build a little bit and build his legacy even more? Because I think the sky's the limit with Click if he goes elsewhere. Yeah, Crane is in a interesting position. He cannot let uh, Click go at the moment because you, unless Click wants to go, but you can't just say, okay, yeah, I'm not going to offer you a contract because this guy won you a World Series. It doesn't matter what you think of him, what you think about the trades he's made. He brought you the best bullpen in baseball that won you a World Series. If it wasn't for that bullpen, uh, some of those games late would have been a little bit more um, stressful. So I think that that has something to do with it. I think uh, Click probably is like, look, I'm a World Series winning GM. I think I deserve a little bit better treatment than what Dusty Baker's getting. Uh, I deserve like a multi-year deal, if not a two-year deal, at least a three-year deal. Uh, it's not great being a lame duck GM. And so that's probably where the discussion was, because according to Jim Crane, all it took to get Dusty Baker re-signed was 15 minutes before the parade, and they got the deal done. And uh, he said it was the same timeline with uh, James Click. He gave him 15 minutes but they didn't have enough time to get it done before the parade. And then um, <laughs> then after the parade, he had to fly off to, um, he had to fly off to the GM meetings right. uh, and uh, they'll have to continue the discussion later. So what it is, is the fact that Jim Crane is still not sure about if he wants him more than one year, because I think at this point, there's nobody out there at this moment that uh, Crane can bring in to replace what Click can do. Click is a great GM. If you, I've read a, a piece in Athletic that uh, people across the league actually admire what he does. They respect what he does, and they say that he's gonna, if he's not with Houston, he's going to make a great GM. But um, I think that what Crane is looking at is he's looking at David Stearns for next year and, and uh, because he's under contract with the Brewers. He did step down from the presidency, of the Brewers. So he's just kind of in limbo for this uh, next season and he's still participating in everything, but he's not really going to be 
the GM. He's not going to be the president of uh, the president of operations or whatever it is. He's just going to be their assistant. And that way he can either go to the Mets or go to the Astros, whichever team he thinks is the best fit for him. And he came from the Astros. So, so here's a couple of things I want to clear it because people in the chat are, I think they're, I think they're misunderstanding what I'm saying. I didn't give him credit for Justin Verlander coming here in 2017. I gave him credit for re-signing Justin Verlander. I didn't give him credit for signing Jordan Alvarez. That was Lunau. I gave him credit for getting Jordan Alvarez, his new contract that he's under. That is 100% under James Click. That is not under Jeff Lunau. So those two facts remain right there. So yes, they were acquired before, but the re-signing of these gentlemen was absolutely James Click. And get this, Jim Crane hired Dusty Baker before he hired James Click. So normally a GM is the one that hires the manager. So this is not a manager that James Click hired. So that right there, maybe it started, maybe it was more prone to start off on the wrong foot now, is James Click going to complain when he gets hired and go, huh, you hired the manager before I could? Again. No. Yeah. Well, the thing is, James Click came into a situation where he knew he had a winner. He just needed to add some pieces, especially after 2021. What do they do? They address that need. They address those situations. And you can't argue with that. And no one's taken anything away from Lunau. Lunau built this team. A majority of this team are Lunau babies. They are they were found and discovered by Lunau and his scouts. Ozzo Campo, Lunau, Elias, um, Pipatilla, but all those guys are gone. They're gonzo. They're not here. So who's here? James Click. James Click built this bullpen. And there's not really a whole bunch of hatred for James Click. And I don't know that there is out there. I mean, people like James Click is a terrible GM. Okay, they won 106 games. Like you said, they had a great bullpen. I mean, what else does a guy have to do? Um, it it reminds me when Larry Coker took over with the University of Miami, Eric, and he he said no win is safe. He said that in Miami, he went undefeated, won a national championship, and someone on the booster club said, well, let's hope we get better next year. And if you don't feel safe with James Click or you don't feel safe with your alarm system – I need to tell you there's a solution for that. All right. Securing your home has never been more important. Right now, Locked On Astros listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Do you know that over the holidays, property crimes like burglaries and package thefts spike nationally? That's why our friends at Simply Safe Home Security are offering 50% off their award-winning security system so that more families can feel safe and secure this holiday season. Order our order your Simply Safe system for half off today and enjoy advanced security and greater peace of mind. Here's why I love it. You get all the things that you need. You get the the alerts when they're serious. You know when the alerts aren't so serious. Like it's like maybe a squirrel or something running in front of a camera. You know when the threat is legitimate. They do call the authorities. Whether you're home or not, you know what's going on. 24-7 monitoring agents and Simply Safe um, tech support staff are phenomenal. They've always helped me. They've always been there when I've needed them the most. Simply Safe was named the best home security system by um, of 2022 by U.S. and World News. This is the third year in a row they've done it. They kind of got a run going like the Astros. And an emergency 24-7 monitoring agents use fast 
ProTech technology exclusively for Simply Safe. It's half the price of ADT's professionally installed system, less than $1 a day compared to that. And top rated Simply Safe app helps you stay in complete control anytime, anywhere, arm or disarm, lock for a, unlock for a guest, access your cameras, anything. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. This is their biggest discount of the year. So don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on MLB. There's no safe like Simply Safe. All right. I don't want to spend the whole episode on uh, Click, but um, when Crane was asked if he's going to offer more than one year deal to uh, Click, he says, as I said, we're in discussions. We haven't got that far yet, but we'll see where it goes. And Jim Crane was also asked how he evaluates uh, his uh, GM, James Click's performance over the last three seasons. We're going over that, but you know, James has done a good job. He stepped in, made some good moves. We'll sit down and we'll see where we're going to end up with James. And so basically, he's still in the process of really discussing. With Dusty Baker, it was quite an easy decision. We'll talk about Dusty in a second. But with Click, it's it's a little bit more of a commitment, I think. And, I mean, if it was up to uh, Crane, I think, one-year deal, that would be great. But I think Click is like, no, I think I want you to I'll help you win a World Series I think I deserve a multi-year deal, but um, I think that the Astros are looking to bring in some more blood after this. But uh, we're not going to spend all episode on this. Uh, like Click said that he's not letting this bog him down. He's in Vegas. He's enjoying the, the winter meetings. And there was a move. Uh, they actually, The Astros made a move today, and they went ahead and declined the options on Trey Mancini and Will Smith. Uh, Trey Mancini was due to make $10 million with a $250, uh, sorry, 250K buyout. And then Will Smith was due to make $13 um, million and then with a uh, $1 million buyout. So uh, what the Astros did there was they looked at two players that they could afford to lose uh, they pro- possibly have replacements for, or they can get uh, replacements for over the winter for cheaper. Will Smith was good with the Astros. He was actually better with the Astros than he was with the Braves. The Braves were so down upon him, but this dude didn't even make an appearance in the playoffs. He made the world series roster, but he was not there period. He did not, the Dusty Baker didn't trust him to face the Phillies at all. Even when the Astros are down and Trey Mancini, yes, he did have to play in game six and play first base uh, for Yuli Gurriel. And he made that great defensive play. He finally got his first hit playing first base. But overall, if you look at his stats with the Astros, they're not great. They almost like, it's like you took what he did with the Orioles, the slash line, you just cut in half. And then if you cut in half again, that's what he did in the playoffs, unfortunately. Yeah, so I think, though, getting rid of these guys, getting these guys off the books, and I'm sorry, yes, I use the word getting rid of in with uh, Trey Mancini in the mix. Um, you have guys like Michael Brantley, who I believe they're going to resign and, and they're going to bring back. That's that's like $23 million you would have had to pay that that you don't have to pay and commit. You can commit to someone like a Brantley. Um, if Yuli Guriel comes back for a, a reduced salary, but also we'll talk about the internal free agents um, that that they are targeting here in a second. But I do want to share the quote um, 
that Jim Crane talked about when it when it comes to running a business. Okay, um, because I I think this encapsulates um, and really kind of summarizes where Jim Crane is as an owner. He says, "I've run a lot of businesses. There's this one's no different." Crane said, "I've never satisfied. If I was satisfied, maybe we wouldn't be where we are." But I press everybody to get better from top to bottom. And I'm always, you can ask anybody in here, I'll pat you on the back when you are, we're going to pat everybody on the back and everybody will get a nice bonus this year. But guess what? We've got to come back next year. So I'm always looking to improve. I can improve. The people on my team can improve. The players can improve. So the standard is there for everyone. Basically what Crane is saying is he's not satisfied with just one title. He wants a back-to-back title. And Dusty said, that's why I'm back, because I want to go back-to-back. This team is poised to go back-to-back. What's interesting is the odds makers actually on, on Bet Online have the Dodgers as the favorites over the Astros right now. The mm-hmm. Dodgers are plus 500. The Astros are plus 750. Those are nice odds. Y'all might want to get in on that, because <laughs> that would be a nice little return, and I'm considering doing that for next year. But... What we have here is a great club that James Click walked into. And some people say, well, he didn't mess it up. Yeah, but he did improve it. Because what did they do in 2022 that they, they didn't do in 2021? They won it. And yes, they did have Lance McCullers. Yes, Bregman was healthy. And yes, they had Verlander. But they also didn't have the lockdown bullpen that James Click helped provide, like you had mentioned before. Right. So I think that James Click coming back for one year is fine. I think this club continues to sustain itself. I think this club continues to rise above the rest in the in the American League. And until the National League actually presents a viable challenge, because I'm sorry, the Phillies were not a massive challenge. Um, yeah, they had that one game. They had those two games where they were really competitive. But when Kyle Schwarber's bunting on a sec on a third strike, uh, when he's got two strikes in a World Series game and giving up, that shows me that, you know what, you weren't there yet. And I really have a hard time believing that that the Phillies make it all the way back. I just, I just, I don't, I don't know that I see it. A lot of people are picking them, but I think the Dodgers are going to retool a little bit. I think the Dodgers are probably going to lose Kershaw, and I think they're going to get some key players. You probably got Judge going there, and believe it or not, Carlos Correa may end up in L.A. That would be a shocker. But there's going to be teams that are going to be rebuilding. And guess who has the biggest target on their back? It's the Houston Astros, Eric. And the Rangers got one step closer to beating the Astros. They traded Colby Allard for Jake Odorizzi. That's right. They have secured their place to tie for third in the AL West. Good job, Rangers. I do also think that that was kind of a message to click to say that you got to do better at your job. I mean, uh, true. Like, Good point. That DH spot should have been filled. I, I'm thinking of as Crane right now. That DH spot should not have been an issue for the Astros. And by the way, I did hear that uh, the Astros are planning on having Alvarez as the everyday left fielder next year. So they, there is a open tryout for DH, not for fans like us, but uh, they're definitely going to be looking for somebody during the offseason to possibly play DH. And let's hear what Crane uh, thinks that the Astros need. He actually thinks that the Astros are dealing with a uh, position of strength after winning a World Series, thinking like, you know what, if uh, we won a World Series, players are going to flock to us. 
They love the Astros. They saw us beat the the great Phillies. I mean, he didn't say all that, but I just added the great <laughs> Phillies part. But he'll say we'll certainly work hard on the key spots that we can use some more depth to add depth, and we have the resources to do it. What's great about this team is the pitching depth uh, is so deep, and hopefully Verlander is uh, is on that list still. We'll talk about Verlander in a second. But really, not a lot of holes. We'll move fast, and we'll try to add a little depth and a little more pop, maybe a bat or two. And we've probably got one more free agent in Montero that we really think that we can improve the team from this year. So we like our chances moving forward. So Mm. uh, we're going to talk about Verlander in a second. But the second person from internal that he really mentioned was Rafael Montero. This was a guy that was a force for Dusty Baker in the bullpen. He was somebody that, yes, I I think he had a couple bad games where he maybe gave up a run or something or struggled a little bit, but uh, they're going to do that from time to time. But Montero was a totally different guy with the Astros than he was with the the Mariners. So I think that that is somebody they're definitely going to target aggressively and try to re-sign. Yeah, exactly. Rafael Montero, when you when you look at his stats overall, um, you know, he was he was with the Mets from from 2014 to um to 2017. I mean, he wasn't even really with he wasn't with the Mariners that long, was he? I'm not sure. Yeah, so this year he I'm sitting here looking at the earned runs. He only gave up three home runs this year. He had 73 strikeouts. Um, that was near his total. He had his lowest ERA of his career, 237, a whip of 102. Um, case per nine was 9.61. Um, you know, this guy is absolutely phenomenal. His FIP, 264. His FIP minus was 68. I mean, Rafael Montero, for all intents and purposes, I believe is going to be Houston Astro. I don't see how you let that guy walk. Because if he walks, he's going to a contender. He's going to, yeah, he wants the money, but the Astros got the money. They're not going to re-sign Kyle Tucker right now, so y'all can stop talking about that. He's not done until 2025. That's like three years from now. They're not going to go get that deal done. They're just not going to do that right now. It's way too premature. You've got other stuff on the books. I mean, you know, you've got Bregman, two more years at 30. The next two years, you've got um, you've got Altuve the next, the next two years. At thirty, and so you're going to have to. Is thirty-three or no? Um, I no, I, I be believe. Yeah, um, I believe um, Altuve is at twenty-nine okay. for the next two years. Bregman is at thirty or thirty-two, um, but that's for the next two years. That's about you know s- nearly sixty million, if not a, a little more, and change on the books the next two years. Okay, you got that. But Rafael Montero, I think you can get him a good enough deal to where. You give him some length on his contract, maybe maybe three years, and you can give him what do we say his market value was? Um, what do you say? Around, wasn't it? Yeah, eight something. I mean, heck, I'd offer the guy twelve million. I'd offer him eleven to twelve million. I mean, that's four over his asking to keep him here for three years. He's solid, and he's gonna get better. And when he's surrounded by the relief pitchers he's with, and with the amount of times he's been out and not been out you've got such a deep relief relief group eric that you don't have to overuse these guys and that's where the strength is and that's where the strength lies and again you got starters that are probably going to be relief pitchers at some point this season because you have an abundance of starters still on this roster 
All right. Yeah. So I think that Montero is definitely somebody they're going to go after. Somebody asked about Christian Vasquez. I don't think that they're going to go after him. He's going to want to go somewhere where he can be a starter. And I don't think the Astros envision him as a starter. Um, I, if you're looking at some other people, Aled Ms. Diaz, he'll, he's probably going to test the market, see if he can get another deal somewhere else, but he'll probably end up coming back to the Astros and re-signing for a lesser deal. Uh, Michael Brantley, I think the Astros have a chance to resign him. He seems interested in staying in Houston. Health has been a concern recently, but they could have used his at bat, his bats during the playoffs. So I think that's definitely an issue. But uh, this is what Crane had to say about Verlander. He said, Justin had a really great year. We have a great, a good relationship with him, both Dusty Baker, sorry, Dusty and I, and James. I think we have until four o'clock on Thursday, a free time to talk to him. We've been talking to him and we're working on it. We're trying to do our best to keep him. So (laughs) wait, hold on. They're trying to do their best to keep who? Justin Verlander. Oh, Justin Verlander. Okay. (laughs) Yes. You know, I really think though, Eric, that I don't know. I think they already got him. I mean, there's so many times this club tells us they're doing something or something's going on and it's not even the thing that's going on. I just don't think they're showing their hand. Um, I don't, I don't think they, you know, I don't know. Justin Verlander, why would you go anywhere else? You have a Ford commercial in Houston driving through downtown. You'd have to scrap that. Come on. That's like the coolest thing ever. Your wife and your daughter absolutely love it here in Houston. Um, your brother loves coming to Houston. Your parents love – you're you're like literally – let me just make the case for Justin Verlander. You're in the middle. Your parents are on the East Coast. Your brother's on the West Coast. You're halfway between. Why would you go to the West Coast out with your brother? Then your parents got to take that huge flight to go see both of y'all. No, y'all can all meet in the middle in Houston. Go have some Houston barbecue. Come hang out with Locked on Astros at maybe a live Hooters event. I mean, it sounds like a win-win situation, Eric. But my question is, what is he going to want? He is a year older. He is probably going to win the Cy Young, but he's as dominant as he's been since he was 2017, 2019. So I still think that the relationship with Jim Crane and the relationship with Justin Verlander is the catalyst to everything, is the piece of the puzzle that no other club has. And I think ultimately at Justin Verlander's age, he stays. Eric, he could be a three-time World Series champion. He's about to be a three-time Cy Young. And if he finishes his career in Houston, he very well may go into the Hall of Fame as a Houston Astro. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, you have endeared yourself to the city, and you are now forever attached to Houston Astros baseball. And he's climbing the all-time charts. He's 54 wins away from 300. I mean, there's so many things that you can look at with him that I think attaches him to this ball club. And he loves the ball club. His lease on life is different. His look on life is different. And I think he's more mature now in his understanding of team and what it means to be a part of this team. And he's an absolute veteran leader. I've just got positive vibes this way. I don't see Justin Verlander going anywhere else. I saw an ESPN article. Uh, they were predicting what all the free agents would make. And they had Justin Verlander at two years, $72 million. So that's $36 million per year. Okay. I'll take it. I wasn't willing to go as high as 36, but I'm definitely not giving him 45 like the Gronk. I mean, not like um like Scherzer. A Scherzer. I'm not giving him 45. I mean, look how that worked out. And dude, 
DeGrom may be gone. Like right. the seismic free agent shift that's going to happen in Major League Baseball. It's actually like, sorry, guys, Locked On Astros podcast in the offseason may have to be locked on what the heck just happened in free agency from an Astros perspective because there's like Trey Turner, Aaron Judge, Jacob DeGrom, Shohei Hotani. I mean, Major League Baseball has also already said, you know what? The Oakland A's, they would be really good in Vegas. So there's a lot of stuff going on right now that baseball is going to, if you thought 2022 was a great season, this next season I think is going to be even better. And the lead up to it and the buildup is going to make the hype go more and more and more. All right. So World Traveler says that Crane said that he was going to make Verlander priority. He still can. Exactly. He has till four o'clock tomorrow or four o'clock today, whenever you're listening to this, but he <laughs> still has a chance to do it. And I think that they have a good enough relationship. I mean, they could go play golf and be like, Hey, uh, what do you think about coming back for two more years? So, okay, that sounds good. Let's do it. How much are you could pay me? Cause 25 uh, for one year is not enough. Well, how about 30 for two years uh, for each year? And he's <laughs> like, Oh no, that's not enough. How about you go up a little bit? Uh, how about if I make this, um, this putt right here, you give me a uh, 35, five, or, or 36. Or this is how it goes. If I'm just in Verlander, I'm like, you paid me 33 for two seasons for sitting. I just want to Cy young. How about 36 to 40? <laughs> That would be a tough, I mean, how do you argue with that? Because Eric, honestly, I don't see any slowdown. Right. I don't see any let up. This guy's motivated. He knows how to work. And we we chronicled this through the season. And that's the advantage if you're locked on listener is, is we keep you up to date throughout the season. And we talk about the real things that happen on the field. When you watch Justin Verlander just warm up, Eric, before a game, it's like a pitcher who's still learning his craft. And as teachers, I don't know if this is your philosophy, but my philosophy is, is that I'm always a student. I'm not, I'm not the teacher. I'm always a student because if I'm the teacher only, then I'm not learning. If I'm a student, I'm always learning new things. Yeah. And so, um, you know what? I think this is a great discussion to have, and we've got more and more things to cover this week. So, Eric, I like our chances of getting Justin Verlander back. I like our chances of getting Rafael Montero. And I'm excited to see if there are any free agents out there that the Astros go and get because who knows? Jim Crane, if he manages this properly, could see a back-to-back title in Houston. And then whatever James Click does, James Click does. But Dusty Baker comes back, and I think it's well-deserved. Yeah, I think Yuli Gurriel is definitely optioned. Uh, Joseph brought that up earlier. And um, what if you bring back uh, Yuli and then you bring back Brantley? Maybe you lose one person in the bullpen, namely Montero. Uh, he says that that's still a championship team. Yeah, that could be, depending on the health of Brantley. And how if um, Yuli is the Yuli from the playoffs and not the Yuli from regular season, but that's all we got for this edition of the lockdown Astros podcast. We'll be back tomorrow to discuss whether uh, the Astros were able to work out a deal with Justin Verlander or not and whatever news was coming out. And we'll just talk some more off season because that's what we do here on the lockdown Astros podcast. My name is Eric Heisman. He is Brett H town wheelhouse. We are the lockdown Astros podcast and Gustros.